Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time to take an in-depth look at the gridiron. Now joining us, Pro Football Focus's lead NFL analyst, Sam Monson. Here's a guy that has a deep understanding on In The Zone. Conference Championship Weekend all wrapped up. Much to discuss here with our NFL guru from PFF.com, Sam Monson. Sam, we are down to two. What do the next two weeks look like for you? I imagine pretty busy. Yeah, down to two. Um, Hopefully a really exciting game once we get to the Super Bowl. We're kind of business as usual this week, and then next week we are headed to Phoenix for um, the Super Bowl week, the media week, radio row, and all that kind of stuff. Do you like that aspect of things? Do you uh, do you enjoy it, or is it a little bit too, um, I don't know, mainstream? You're interviewing random people that don't really have anything to do with the game. Uh, I don't know how involved you guys get in that situation, but do you like the lead-up to the Super Bowl? Do you enjoy that process? Yeah, I think it's pretty fun. Um, it's one of those sort of few places a year where almost all of NFL media is in the same place at the same time. You get to kind of talk to a lot of people. And then, as you said, there's always all kinds of randoms <laughs> going around that week selling whatever it is they're selling. Yeah. And you get to kind of talk to some interesting people that you wouldn't have uh, normally, even if you then have to talk about whatever you know gin they're selling. <laughs> whatever they're hawking that day. So the uh, the first game last weekend didn't really live up to the billing. The Eagles ran away with it largely because of that Brock Purdy injury. Do you feel like we were sort of robbed of a true answer as to which team was better, or do you still feel like you kind of have that one figured out now? No, I think it was definitely a game that, that got taken away from us because of that injury. Maybe the Eagles would have gone away with it anyway. Their defense certainly looked really good. I mean, this Brock Purdy injury didn't happen out of nowhere. It happened because uh, Hassan Reddick, who was causing all kinds of problems immediately in that game, got to the quarterback and, and ended up injuring him in the course of forcing that fumble. So it was looking like a problem anyway, but definitely as soon as Brock Purdy went down, it became very bad for the 49ers and then became a disaster once Josh Johnson got concussed and all of a sudden they're literally left without a viable quarterback of any kind. You mentioned Hassan Reddick. What changed from where he was with Arizona to where he is now? He's just a complete game wrecker. Well, I think Arizona started to put it together once they stopped trying to make him an off-the-ball linebacker and just let him do what he did really well in college, which is rush the passer off the edge. Um, this was a guy who was always an elite pass rusher at Temple in, in his college days, but because of his size, they tried to move him to this off-the-ball role, and, and he just wasn't good at that stuff. Eventually, the Cardinals kind of figured out, and they put him back on the edge, and he did really well. And then obviously he gets the the contract in Philadelphia and continues to direct shop as part of a, a really good defensive line and defensive front. So I think the the lesson there is to not start messing around with guys and, and ask them to do things that they've never really done well. Like embrace the fact that he's a good player, whatever it is he's doing, even if he's not a typical 
sort of body size, type, or, or dimensions for it. So one of the things we were looking for was the line play and, and what that looked like, who had the advantage specifically with the Eagles offensive line going up against the dominant 49ers defensive line. It looked to me that the Eagles completely won that battle up front. Do you agree, and were you surprised they were able to protect Hurts as well as they did? Yeah, they did. They they won that battle, and in particular, right up the middle. Um, the the interior of that Eagles offensive line going up against guys like Javon Kinlaw, they just absolutely destroyed him in the run game in particular and, and really opened up some massive holes. Uh, the linebackers behind that blew some uh, run fits as well, and that's why you saw a few of those sort of really well-blocked, really open type of runs for the Eagles to, to work with. But it's always difficult, even um, you know, with something this sort of adversarial. It's difficult to strip it of all the context of the Forty Nineers offense basically not functioning and the defense being hung out to dry, trying to sort of do this thing by themselves. We're talking to Sam Monson, our NFL guru from PFF.com. Let's flip to the other game. Chris Jones was another one just to completely mauled Joe Burrow throughout the course of the AFC title game. I guess that was the performance that we thought we were going to get the week prior from the Bengals' offensive line. Do you attribute that to it's just a mismatch? Going up against backup offensive lineman Chris Jones at home with how well he's been playing. Yeah, definitely. I think it sort of showed um, how disappointing that Buffalo performance was from the week before. Sure, the, the conditions and the snow played a part in that, but Cincinnati's defensive line was able to dominate against the Bills in the same conditions, and Buffalo's defensive front not really being able to affect Joe Burrow at all in those conditions, given what that offensive line looks like, is massively disappointing. We saw the next week when Kansas City went out there, Chris Jones was dominating even when he was double teamed. Anytime he did get singled up and he was one-on-one, he was obviously winning. But the other guys were winning as well. George Karloftis, Frank Clark, uh, Carlos Dunlap was getting some plays as well. The players that they needed to show up and affect Joe Burrow absolutely did. The officiating was really bad. I mean, it looked to anybody watching that on the screen like one of the one of the poorer officiated games that we've seen. Do you agree? Are you, are you of that mindset, or do you think that people have been overly critical, overly harsh towards the way that that game was officiated throughout, and then maybe even specifically at the end? Yeah, I mean, I think any time where you have a ridiculous situation where they basically try and they basically do over a play for no particularly good that reason, was so bad. Um, that looks ridiculous. I think the the other calls when it comes to you know holding penalties, defensive penalties, the the shove in the back from Joseph Asai to effectively decide the game, most of those were fine. Um, but the do over thing was ridiculous. Like. I understand there are their reasoning for why it happened is fine. It's a sort of technical, you know, thing that they they do between plays, and those kinds of plays get waved off all the time. But at the point where they've actually run a play and you didn't get it stopped and nobody knew about it, let it go. Like you just you missed the opportunity. You don't get to cancel the play out, take it off the the clock just because like you were trying to shut the play down at the time. They nobody on the field knew you were trying to shut the play down. They ran the play and they ran the play successfully. The play should stand. Yeah, I mean it would be like a coach running up to the official going, "I called a timeout." It's like, "Well, I didn't hear you." So no, you didn't call a timeout. 
you know, you have to uh, if you're going to end the play, end the play effectively. I'm completely with you on that, Sam. Let's wrap with a quick look at Eagles versus Chiefs. We'll, we'll get we'll dive deeper into that next week when we get closer to the game itself. But are there a couple of matchups in this game that stand out to you when you get that first glance of Eagles versus Chiefs? Just, I mean, you know, we're. I think we're talking about the two best teams in the NFL this year, which doesn't always happen. You know, you you see those two teams meet each other in the Super Bowl. So first, I think just the overall matchup between those two teams is fantastic. Um, how Kansas City's defense con- contends with that Philadelphia uh, rush attack with the blocking scheme with that offensive line in particular, the offensive line going up against Chris Jones. I think there's really some pretty special matchups kind of across the board in this one. Sam Monson, you can find all of his work, follow everything he's got going on as he makes his way towards Arizona. PFF.com is where you can find that. Also, the PFF NFL podcast. Thanks so much, Sam. Appreciate your visit, as always. Thanks, guys. Take it easy. Great stuff, Sam Monson. I'm still amazed that Sam Monson, the the esteemed Sam Monson, chooses to come on our program. He is uh, one of the deal. one of the best NFL analysts in the country. And that is not I'm not overstating no, that. No, fo- football Twitter, he's all over it. He's on all the big shows. He's uh, his tweets go wildly viral. I I certainly look to him as a way to you know because. I look for my eye test, what's right and what's wrong, and exactly. I kind of verify it through Sam. <laughs> the exact same thing. That's what I've turned that interview into is like, this is what I see. Did you see that also? Yeah. Oh, okay, I just, okay, maybe I'm looking at the game right. Still to come, we've got Tazi's take, plus Stefan, the people's champ, set to step into the studio with us for the remaining couple of hours any minute now. Stay tuned. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.